and welcome back to the Irish Tennis Updates podcast, to the third episode of the College and Pro Tennis Update, where myself and Mark Finnegan, we look at the progress of all the Irish college tennis players and also the pro players to see how they are all getting on. I think it's really great to give all these players the recognition they deserve. And here we go. Here's the updates. First of all, just welcome back. How are things with you? Yeah, doing well, doing well, Adam. Um, and we've had a great positive response and had a few players reach out and say how thankful for, for you for doing this and um, to, to me the last week or so. So, look, I think it's great. Um, again, we need to recognise how well some of our college players are doing out there and, and hopefully give them the, the best support we can from back here in Ireland. Absolutely. Uh, and, and to jump in and to, to look at, at some of the girls who are, who are playing and, and to start off with the West, I guess, just to look at the progress that's been going on there the last two weeks. Yeah, and we're, uh, let's continue to keep the same order too as well. Um, so right now at the moment, the Twins, uh, Sol and Lola Lida, um, have been performing really well and consistently. So their team is 7-3 and 7-3 record. They've won their last three matches in a row. So a nice little three-match win streak. Their record actually in doubles has been very impressive at number three position and number two position. They've been seven and one in doubles. Lola's actually been very impressive in singles too with a six and two record um, and Saul with a four and three record in singles. And Zarek Ryan at Utah State continues to impress. She's still playing top of the lineup at the number two position. Her team is still three and four, but Zara herself is actually five and two in singles. So very impressive singles play right there at the moment for, for Zara. Uh, Shauna Heffernan uh, team haven't played that much. Their record's still three and two. And Shauna is two and three in singles, but a very impressive four and one at the number one doubles position. Very impressive, impressive to think that she's playing number one doubles as a freshman in her, in her first year at Boise State. Um, Sophia Durvin's team is having a great season. Absolute massive win. They're coming off a great win over Cal Berkeley, who are 12 in the country. Sophia's singles record is a very impressive seven and one at number two singles in the lineup. Um, her team is seven and three. I didn't see Sophia actually in the lineup there in the in the last match. So, you know, there must be something maybe going on injury-wise or something going on. But hopefully she'll be back in that lineup soon because her team's having a great year at Colorado. Uh, Shauna Casey, team is still struggling a little bit. You know, they've lost a lot of uh, tough matches. Shauna herself has lost a lot of tough matches in, in 10-point tiebreakers when the team's uh, match has been decided and they've already lost. I think she's lost, I think, four or five of her matches in 10-point breakers. So um, obviously, if the match wasn't decided, there'd be a full three-set match, so that might have been a different outcome. Cara Courtney, you know, the last time we talked, had been battling some injuries. The team is at a 5-2 and two record. They actually played Shauna Casey's team the other day and, and won. Uh, she looks like she hasn't been playing with singles and just in the doubles lineup because I think she's been serving underarm. So, yeah, so that's it for the West. I'll go on to the South, Adam. Um, yeah, yeah. So now in the, now in the South, we have... Georgia, Georgia Drummy at Duke, you know, obviously they're a top 10 team in the country right now at the moment. Uh, they're coming off a great, tight, tough win over Miami 4-3. Uh, the team's record now is 9-1. and one. She, uh, Georgia continues to play at the number two position, and she has a record actually of 9-2. and two. Then we go on to Jessica Lehman. Jessica Lehman's team is, is you know, having a tough year. They're 2-9, and nine, and uh, on that record, Jessica has been doing much, much better. They've moved her up into the three spot. She was playing at number four. Ashley played Ali O'Dee's team from Elon the other week. Ali O'Dee's team at Elon did win that match. And we'll talk about her in a second. So, yeah, hopefully Jessica can still keep winning and keep moving up the lineup there where I think she played three and four last year. Moving on to Ali. Ali, yeah, as we said, played 
Jessica's team and they did win. Ali's now solidified herself nicely in the lineup at five and six singles. It has a four and two record and has been playing a little bit of number one and two doubles. And then, you know, Anna Botel from Rice team had a very good win over a top 25 um, Arizona State team last week. Their their overall team record is an impressive seven and two. And uh, uh, Anna's singles record is eight and five, primarily at the number four position. So, yeah, so that's that's a little bit of an update there on the on the south. Oh. You, you mentioned uh, Georgia Drummy's team in Duke, and I was keeping a little eye of, over the weekend. They had a couple of matches, and I saw the match against Miami. Um, I think the team in Miami was kind of short players, so it does kind of show you the, the struggles that are there for some teams still at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and absolutely. And every week is a different week with a battle, a new battle, and new challenges and obstacles. So I know they did play Notre Dame uh, last week too as well. So, yeah, look, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. Is you can play a, a team one week, and uh, they could be playing at a top 25 level in the rankings. And maybe the following week, they might be playing at a, at a 50 to 75 ranked team in the country because they might be missing a two or three players, you know. So certainly an interesting year. Uh, there's been a lot of upsets so far in, in, in college tennis, especially on the men's side. And so, but it's kind of nice to see too as well and seeing some new teams kind of uh, break into, into rankings that they normally wouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess to move on to, to look at some of the other uh, players in D1 schools around the Northeast and the Midwest. Well, what, what updates do we have over there? Yeah, so, well, great for Emily Donovan. So she finally got to play in the last couple of weeks. So their team, you know, played their first matches. Emily played at number four singles and number two doubles. I think they've just played a couple of matches, if not just one match so far. So well done, Emily, on getting yourself off to your, uh, uh, your college start. We have Iowa State, again, having another fantastic year. I think their their national ranking for their team is the is the best national ranking they've ever had in the, at their at their university. I think it's in the 30s, but their team is eight and two, and they're just coming off a recent win over over Drake. Ellie has been contributing a little bit. She played at number six against and singles against Drake, and she's been playing a lot at number three doubles. So uh, good for her to be able to start getting a little bit of inroads into that lineup. Then we have Sacred Heart. Also great to see Kira O'Toole. She's finally gotten to play some matches. Their team is like now one and two record. They've been primarily playing at the top of the lineup in between one and three singles and uh, one and three in singles in the lineup and playing like a one and two in doubles in the lineup. So great to see that she's off to a good start and, and playing at the top of the lineup for her school at her new um at Sacred Heart. Then, you know, Julie Burns' team has been doing fantastic at Northwestern. Uh, their team is 10-2, and two, and they're coming off actually a tight win over Jenny Timmitton's Miss, uh, Michigan State team, 4-3. Uh, a very, very tight match. Julie's been doing really well at number two singles. She hasn't changed from that spot. Seems like that's the spot she's going to be playing the rest of the year, and number one doubles. And so, yeah, they're off to a great start. They had a tough loss to, to Michigan um, in their last match, 4-2. But uh, Michigan have a very competitive team this year. So then let's move on to Michigan State. And so that's obviously we just mentioned there with Jenny. Jenny uh, has played a little bit at number six singles, but mostly at three doubles. And uh, their team record right now is three and six. They play in a really tough conference, which is Big Ten. So hopefully Jenny can continue to keep make some inroads in that in that top six in the lineup. Lucy Octave, haven't seen much update there from Xavier. Not sure what's going on um, with them right now at the moment, but team record was at five and one. Laura Fitzgerald from Illinois State. Uh, the team is nine and six. They were on a nice seven match win streak there, 
but have actually just gone now moved outdoors, which is a really big deal. So Illinois State would be playing in a bubble indoor matches and they went down south to play a couple of the teams outdoors and they lost those two matches, probably against teams maybe they would have expected to win. But there's such a difference between playing in a bubble indoors in the north than going down into slower courts in the south. So her team is right now is nine and six. She's been playing a little bit in four, five and six in the lineup. Um, and then we talked about Olivia Mart- Mariarty, the Brown. They haven't really, they're not going to be starting their season yet because they basically postponed their season for COVID-19. So yeah, that's all of Division 1. And we can chat a little bit about Division 2 teams here, Adam, if you want. Yeah, and just before we go on to the D2, I, I think what, what I like so much about kind of getting these updates is, is you mentioned Laura and you mentioned Anna, who, who would both be from, from the same area as me in, in, in Greystones. And it's, it's great to hear the updates on, on the local players as well as everybody else. So I think that's what's, so great about hearing these updates of, of the people that you might know and, and to see how they're getting on. Yeah, no, it's great. And let, let's hope those girls can come back and, and be able to, and we've got some sort of summer league going on for them. Uh, fingers crossed we're playing some sort of team summer league this year. And, uh, you know, that's a huge part of this is we're hoping that, you know, if you can, if you, as a college tennis player, if you can compete, you know, 11, 11 months around the, uh, uh, in the calendar year and, you know, you take a couple of weeks off every, every year, you know, you're going to get better and you're going to move up the lineup at your university each year. It's the players that sometimes maybe don't play as much in the summer, but they go back the following year to college and they ultimately kind of stay at that same level. So, so our goal is to hopefully keep all of our players playing and training over the summers. You know, I know that's something that, that Tennis Ireland and, and all the provinces are really trying their best to put something in place for, for players in the summer. So they have a support system here when they come back. So hopefully more positive things to come on that in, in, in the near future. Yeah, OK, that, that's good to hear as well. Um, and I guess to move on to the D2, as you said, um, what updates do we have for, for those girls? Well, yeah, look, we, we, again, the, the, the two twins, Annie and, and, and Caitlin, Annie continues to, to have a fantastic uh, season. She's, I believe, I think, undefeated right now at the moment at, at uh, 6-0 and or 7-0. and But she also had a great win over uh, a Division One university, a very competitive Division One university called East Tennessee State. Annie actually took down a very good singles player at number one position. And they actually, her and, and Caitlin, won uh, 6-2 in their doubles at the number one position against that same school. Their record, overall team record at Tusculum is 4-2. Is and two. Um, You know, the team didn't beat the Division One team, but obviously the girls had a lot of success, success there. So great to see them doing really, really well. Ema Mars' team is 2-0 and um, right now at the moment. She's been playing again at the top of the lineup at number one doubles and number two singles. Uh, still haven't played that much, but playing a little bit. Emily Connolly's been making some nice strides. Um, they were on spring break, so they played a ton of tennis matches at Indiana Wesleyan University, which is an NAI university. They moved up in the rankings and so into number nine in the country. And Emily's been playing four, five, and six for them with a four and one singles record and been playing mostly at three doubles. So they just lost the number one team in, in, June, in NAIA, which is Georgia Gwinnett, which is a, a fantastic level of a team. And I know, I think Emily had a tough, loss and double seven six in the third so um yeah that's it for the for the for the females i believe unless i've missed somebody yeah and just before we move on on to the guys um do we have any updates on on the coaches and how their teams have been been getting on yeah so uh, i think we have the same three coaches that we've mentioned and, and actually i believe dara glavin happy birthday to dara dara's birthday i think was i believe today or yesterday you know their team is is three and five right now at the moment they play in a very competitive conference you know they're just coming off playing the number four team in the country in virginia and i know they're playing wake forest um in the next couple of days 
So their record is three and five, but they've still had some very good wins this year. So hopefully that keeps going for Dara and he keeps progressing with his new team. Cal Berkeley just haven't played. They're still, their next matches, they're still two and one and the next match is not till March the 20th. 20th. So um, they've just played very little tennis. Not sure why. Um, and then we've got obviously Peter Fleming, Montana. Uh, their record is three and six right now as a team. They've had some tough losses versus Utah by BYU in the last couple of weeks, which we've two very competitive teams. And obviously Ushin Shafri, um, hopefully that relationship's going well with, with player and coach there too as well. So. Uh, so hopefully in two weeks' time, um, when we're going again, we will have an update on, on uh, Peter Wright and Cal Berkeley, have some update on, on them. Yeah, March the twentieth. So maybe by yeah, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they're going to be playing a ton of matches then. If they've probably sandwiched it all into the very end of the season. Yeah, uh, and to move on to to the guys who are who are playing, uh, what what updates do we have on those guys? Yeah, so uh, you know Thomas, I think the last time Brennan had at Butler hadn't played a match yet, but now their team has played four matches. Uh, the team is off to. So a bit of a tough start, one and three um, right now at the moment, but Thomas is playing in the top spot. His record actually is two and two. He's had a couple of really tight three-set losses at the number one position um, against some really good universities. So um, he's off to a pretty good start, but obviously the uni- uh, Butler needs to kind of get going there to see, uh, with, with getting a couple of wins uh, under their belt. And then obviously we mentioned there Montana with, with Ushin. Ushin Shafri continues to play at top of the lineup at the number two position. He's had some competitive matches again against those Utah and BYU, where he's played those guys tough, but hasn't been able to get the wins. And then we talked about Sean Keane at Coker. They're, 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 they're in a bit of a tough run right now at the moment. Their team, they're, they've lost their last five matches against really good Division II opponents, and they're into conference schedule right now at the moment. They're in a very strong Division II conference, but Sean's actually performing very well at the number four singles and number two doubles. Uh, his singles record is four and two currently right now at the moment. You know, then we've got Matthew Saunders at Tiffin. Tiffin's team is a two and four record right now at the moment. Um, Matthew is, is at the top spot, um, one of the top spots. His record is two and four. So it's great to see Matthew uh, contributing at the top of the lineup for Tiffin. And then we've got Marion University where Mark Griffin is. And Mark is is has not played lately. I don't know why. Uh, the team record is nine and seven, but still don't see him on the line of the last couple of matches they've played. And then we've got Keen McDonald at uh, North Dakota. Keen is off to a great start. I think we've talked a couple of times during the during the last couple of times about him, but his record as a team is seven and two, and he's currently seven and two in singles. Actually played number one doubles last time out in, uh, for North Dakota. So um, great to see him doing really really well. Only I think the only guy that hasn't played yet is Moritz Stenzer. Moritz uh, still, they've had a couple of matches cancelled for Rollins College. They're scheduled to have their next match of potential on the March the 16th. I think, I believe that's one of two players that have not yet played college tennis yet this year. Carl Butler continues to, to, to play at number six position at Gardner-Webb. Teams climbed their way, their record back. They were, I think, one and five, but now they're up to four and six. I think they had their first conference win. So great to see that. So things are definitely looking up there for Gardner-Webb. Very young team. Christian Duffy. Also, sorry, I said that that was... Christian Duffy hasn't started yet for Stonehill College. So he doesn't start till March the 18th. And that'll be their first match. And then good news uh, there out of Limestone College. Uh, Duffy was able to secure what's called Player of the Week. So he had a perfect 4-0 record, not last week, but the week before that, and that we didn't do an update. And he's been playing at three singles. So great to see him, obviously, uh, get player of the week. 
and uh, he's been primarily playing at the number two doubles position and has a record of four and two and at the number three singles position. So uh, almost there, <laughs> we're getting almost there, but Fergus O'Rourke now has been doing really well. Again, playing at number two position for his new university at Spring Hill College. His record in singles is three and two currently at the number two spot. And then we've got Morgan Lowen, who hasn't been able to crack the lineup of Iowa. Iowa's played a, in the Big Ten again, very, very tough schedule, coming off a, a couple of teams inside, playing inside the top 25 in the country. Uh, his, his team's record is three and four. And hopefully Morgan's going to get a chance to at least contribute to the lineup at some stage, maybe throughout this semester, because that'll be the last uh, year for Iowa tennis. Philip Lynch for Sacred Heart. They've got their season finally going too as well. Unfortunately, off to a bit of a tough start. Their team is 0-4. Philip played the first two matches at number two in the lineup in singles and number one doubles, but have not seen him in the lineup since. It must be something to do with obviously maybe an injury or, or COVID or something along those lines, but hopefully he's back in the lineup soon. Neil O'Connor um, doing well at his new home at Costa Carolina. Team's record, haven't played that many much tennis, one and two right now at the moment, the team record. He's played at number six, did win his last match at the number six position, six position against a very competitive Charlotte team. And then we have Charlie Barry, who continues to, to play for Tulane. Tulane, you know, very highly ranked uh, tennis university. And uh, their team record is seven, five, seven and five. They played a very competitive schedule. He did play one match at the number three position, but has not really been able to crack that top six consistently. And then Jonathan Garcia, great to see him get his season off to a start too as well. Team is again off to a little bit of a rough start there, 0-4, but he's actually playing in the top two positions in singles and doubles too as well. So, you know, what we can kind of see there, Adam, is there is a bunch of players that are sometimes playing in those top two positions. Maybe teams are not getting off to a, a phenomenal start, but they're having the ability to be able to play those top positions, which which can be great for your development, obviously, if you're playing the best players at each university each week. So so, so for now, that's that's pretty much an update on, on everybody. That's brilliant. No, it's great to get all the updates, and I do obviously appreciate the time that you put into to getting all the information and, and sharing it around, because I, I know I, I enjoy hearing it. So it's, it's great. And I guess we'll move on uh, shortly then just to touch on a few of the, the updates for the pro players around well, around Europe and around the world, in fact. So I'll just mention a few of these. So firstly, Simon Carr was playing an, an event in Tunisia last week where he reached the quarterfinals in singles and the doubles final. And he's in action again this week in, in Tunisia again. And hasn't. I think today he's getting underway in the doubles. Uh, then also the touch on Carola Bajanaru. The, the last time we talked, she had just reached a singles quarterfinal and doubles final. And then the following week, she actually re- she, she backed that up with another singles quarterfinal and then went all the way uh, to win the doubles final. Uh, and, and in that final, they, they lost the first set. She, she then got the second set, 9-7 in, a, in the tiebreak. And then the, the champions tiebreak, they won 12-10. So a, a, a really good win in, in, in that doubles title for Carola. And then this week, she unfortunately missed out in her uh, final qualifying match in, in the singles. But uh, some more good, good action recently for Carola. Um, a couple more players to touch on. Firstly, Oscar O'Hushin, who has been in India for the last two weeks. He, he qualified for the main draw in in the first week and and missed out and then this week he he got to the final qualifying round and, and didn't quite make it in and um, but good to see oscar having some good success in india and um, he's obviously he's gone a long way and he's, he's having some good success over there and and finally uh beatrice pertak david gabor preston connor uh dorian Koss have all been been in action as well over the last couple of weeks and and just to, to touch on dorian because i know that also dan o'neill and 
Keen Maguire have been traveling a bit and, and playing and, and not quite getting into draws sometimes, but I know they're, they're traveling, they're, they're training, uh, competing. And I know that in, in the next couple of weeks, um, keep an eye out maybe for, for some content with, with those guys just talk, talking about their experience. So it, it'll be good to hear from those guys. And, and that uh-huh. is the, the updates. Uh-huh. Adam, I'm not sure if um, if he got in, but I know Omar Elliman was traveling to Tunisia to play, um, so I'm not sure if he, he maybe didn't get into the draw the same similar to what Dan O'Neill is experiencing, but or maybe he's just using the first week as a practice. But I think I he'll be he'll be hopefully in in the qualies maybe in the next couple of weeks. Right. Okay. Yeah. He obviously he wasn't in a qualies draw this week, but but it'd be it'd be good to see if he's in action in the next couple. But that's a good one to look out for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, so that, that, that's all the updates I had. We've, we've gone through all the college updates, which I, I really enjoyed getting. So I guess that that's about us for today. Anything else you'd like to add, Mark? No, thanks, Adam. And uh, hopefully see you in another two weeks. Just before we leave you for this episode, here is an, an update on one final player, Finlay McFadden. We also have Finlay McFadden from uh, UNC Asheville. Uh, Finlay has gone uh, two of one in singles a little bit at the five and six position and has been a little bit in and out of the lineup. Fuller three and three as a team for Division One University in North Carolina. So um, it's great to see Finley being able to, to to play in that lineup of five and six, but hopefully he can get uh, the next couple of weeks and solidify himself in the lineup. Big thanks to Mark for his time and for putting together all the updates. If you know of anybody who might be interested interested in hearing all the the progress of these players, please do share it around with them. And with that, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another update and goodbye.